This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We're doing a movie. It's been like a fucking month, but we're doing a movie. Yes. Uh, it's so exciting. Man. It's it's October. Yeah. Like, we got to start doing some movies, man, and this is a good one. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. before we get to the movie, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there, you know. Okay. You know, we're going to take the full length trip to get to the movie. We're not going to, you know, just jump across space time and magically appear at the movie all of a sudden. <laughs> True. Like, Sure. Let's 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 get a little into this. So uh, I'm Joe. Doug's here. Eric's here. And the reason this has taken us a month to get to a fucking movie is because we have a special guest. <gasps> Why are you blaming this shit on me? Because Fat Boy right? Sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fat Boy was very sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hi. Best I'm line well. ever. Yeah. Will's here. I told you I I respected the shit out of that one. We were yeah. It was pretty good. Planning to record. And I, I like, heard that the reason that you weren't available was because Fat Boy Sleepy. I said, "Fucking, you win, dude. You yeah. win." <laughs> Fat Boy worked thirteen yeah. hours on fucking three hours of sleep. There was, oh, <laughs> God. It damn was, it, it would have been just like last time I was on the show. <laughs> I would just slept the whole time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sorry. No, no. Hey, sorry. Right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm well. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, he's he's from uh, just surprise me fame. Your favorite podcast host. Oh, don't do the don't do the voice. What are you doing? We don't talk don't about Bruno. We don't talk. No, don't do that. That's disrespectful. I, I am the favorite one, for sure. Yes. I mean, my history with Will. Well, you know, when I met Joe and and he invited me to be on, just surprised me. He told me, "Hey, you know, it's me. It's this other guy. He's like really into Telecasters and stuff and dildos and whatnot. Um, and it's this guy Will, and he's really cool, but he sounds like um, Eeyore from he Winnie does. the Pooh." <laughs> So that was how you were introduced to me. I got to say, there's so much more to right. Will than exactly. that. Yeah. 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 Fucking just an onion, you know? <laughs> Elon back, man. Oh, fucking enigma. That's me. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. So Of all time. Is that true? Of it all time? It is true. It is wow. true. Wow. Okay. That's it's, it's that's probably, pretty exciting. It's probably in my top five. Nice. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty. Yeah. I don't know why, man. It just this fucking just hit me at the right what? time, I guess, and it's just stayed with me. Well, I I think you know, moving forward, we'll get to the movie, but right. everybody on the show was excited about this one movie in particular. Me too. Like I like this movie a lot. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but because you guys are so, um, you know, you have such a hard on for it. I, I feel like I have to be the voice of, um, you know, dissent here as we as we move forward because there were some things I never noticed before when I watched it today. Mm-hmm. Like some yeah, terrible so acting I... by the lead character. <laughs> Wait, hold on. 
Clever girl. <laughs> well, he's not the lead actor. Come on. He saved the whole movie, that guy. Arguably. Right. Exactly. We'll get there. There's really not many lead actors. Everyone's kind of a lead actor in this movie. It's a great ensemble. Yeah, yeah it is a good ensemble. Um, it's also, if if I'm going to be that guy, it's like wish.com alien. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. But, we'll get, we'll but get I don't want to get to the movie yet, but I do have a bit of trivia about that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we'll what's get, what's we'll new? What's what's new in your world? Anybody? Well, let's start with our special guest, Will. What's new with you, man? What is new in Will's world? Um, not really, man. This uh, hanging out. I almost got this. Uh, I'm releasing uh, an EP with some buds. Eric is going to be a part of that. Uh, I've almost got the finishing touches on my shit, which is what's holding us up. So. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're still, it's still a thing, and I still want to do that fucking song with you, the cover. Yeah, but it yeah, just won't yeah. be on this one. But it needs to be done anyway. We'll but do yeah, so anyway. that's that's coming up uh, in honor of my favorite time of year. So that's uh, I've just been flipping gear, and I came across a really weird ass uh, '80s Casio keyboard. Oh, that's the that's the one you sent the picture of. That's the one yeah, I had when I was a kid, it's, man. It's fucking. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally selling it, but it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> rad. That's just that's who I am as a person, Eric. How, how much are you asking for that thing? Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it. We can discuss. <laughs> no, I, I don't have any money. I just I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> uh, well, I've got it listed at I think 175, but that's because <laughs> it's got the box and the manual and shit. But uh, you can okay. get one without the box and all that shit for probably 120. One. That's that still seems like so much well, for that. Okay. Apparently, I've been doing my research. It's the Casio SK-1 for anybody that gives a shit. And uh, Beck used it. Uh, Trent Reznor has used them. Uh, there's been a lot of people who use the sampling capabilities and twist it and mangle it. And, and it's got a couple of sounds that are actually really fucking rad, too. So, But, yeah. Yeah, it's got... Um, yeah, and then you can make fart noises, and then the fucking... Uh, it plays the demo and the fart noises. Well, that that <laughs> now you've sold me on the one side. That's worth that's worth the price of admission, right there. Yeah, yeah, fucking excellent. Well, yeah, man, just uh, working, and that's pretty much it. That's all I ever fucking do: work and sleep, and occasionally make music. Yeah. Trust waits for no man. Been to any fun birthday parties lately, dude? <laughs> <laughs> one thing was not like the other. Uh, <laughs> I thought your kid was like going as Halloween as me in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Here we are. But, uh, but his friends, is, his friend is awesome, dude. Yeah. We, we had, uh, we got this place called urban air. I don't know if you have those there. Nope. But, uh, it's a fucking one of those trampoline joints. It's got the trampolines yeah. and like rock climbing stuff and, they got this like zip line thing that you can hook on and you're just like all around the whole ceiling. Oh, cool. The whole place. It looks rad. Yeah. I'm too fat. We got one of those places. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Sky Force or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, man. It was, it was really cool. And uh, we found out that like the memberships are like 20 bucks a month. Oh, that's You can just bad. go whenever. So we're like, shit, we can do that. Yeah. Especially in the winter. Just take his little ass up there and let him go nuts. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Talk about burning energy. Shouldn't we? For sure. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, 
my my daughter's talking about moving out. That'll be awesome. <laughs> no more no more banished to the garage. Oh my oh, god! You get like a whole go. room. Get well, a I don't get a whole room. I get a section of a room. But yeah, okay, it'll, it'll be all right. I'm trying to downsize the rig so it's not as ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. So you know, good. I hope she has a good time and enjoys herself and doesn't get pregnant. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you later. Good luck. Put that on a Hallmark card, man. Holy shit. Yeah, fuck it, man. That's what I told her. She was like, are you upset that I'm moving out? I was like, no, my job's done. Yep. <laughs> you're yeah. alive. You're here. Fuck it. You're, you're set to graduate. Adios. You're like, Figure only because you didn't do it sooner. I am uh, I am now changing gears into a support role. I will be I will be in an advisor position in the longer day-to-day management. There so, you go. Good luck. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to you like 30 years ago, didn't it, Doug? No, not that, that's the problem. Not that long ago. All my kids were late bloomers. Not all of them, but most of them. Oh, there will be none of that. We'll sell the damn house out from under them. We were in mid-20s. Dude, my mom's, my mom's family was like that, bro. Like, all my aunts and shit lived there till they were like 30. Because they were all going to, you know, graduate school and yeah. postgraduate school and all that shit. But, yeah, no. I've only had one that left on time. Yeah. <laughs> the other three were late. And are late. <laughs> are late. We, we have a we have a guest that would like to say hello. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. All right. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get out the chair. Get out the chair. Okay. <laughs> Get out. Did you move your ass? Will you? <laughs> Somebody just said the A word over there. <laughs> <laughs> that was Eric. What's going What's on, everybody? Going? What's up? How are you? Good. I went to Urban Air today. Yeah, you did. That's cool. Did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the zip line because the wristband that I was wearing didn't count. You would have to wear a blue one. Oh, that's because your dad's oh, cheap. Dad cheaped out on you, huh? He said they were going to get me a membership every time that you go. Even when you get the birthday packets, you can do the zip line and bumper carts. Tell your dad. Cars. A good deal. Tell your dad to stop spending so much money on hair club for men and, you know, you know, give you that wristband. Yeah. He said, stop spending so much money on your hair club and get, give, get money to buy that wristband. But if you bought, but if you bought. But if you it yeah, yeah, yeah. it would it was um Joseph said that um Daddy said he maybe get me a membership. We can just go whatever we want and we can get we can get a free drink, a free piece of pizza, all that stuff. That's so cool. Holy moly. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, because this is a movie podcast. What's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time. Could be anything. Anything that you like to watch. Um, I like to watch The Minions. The Minions. Oh, That's cool. a good choice. Very good choice. Eric, how do you have your background like that? That's where he's at. Um, this is just what my bedroom <laughs> looks like. Yeah. We decided no, to go for something different. You know what I mean? That's where the magic. That's where the magic happens. No, it's not. You just edit the back of your screen. What are you yeah, talking about, bro? yeah. Is, that's like behind. Look, this see, thing. you're you're literally going out. Like, oh my god! Don't listen. Don't tell anybody. Okay, this he's is in a secret. black hole. 
Okay, just yeah. between you and me. I don't want these guys to know that this isn't really my bedroom. Look how cool it looks, man. But it is. But it isn't really a bedroom. It's not. It's. <laughs> the boys already heard that. <gasps> Where we're going, we don't me. need eyes. You've been found out. Thanks a lot, bud. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, you have ears to be listening to. And guess what? Emotional damage. Got <laughs> 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 All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great time. Bye. Have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. So, yeah, there's uh, there's that guy. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yep. We look forward to that. Yeah. yeah he's a uh, champion in the was, making. It was uh, decidedly urban. <laughs> yeah. Urban air. So, uh, what's new with you, Doug? Yeah, you got any beer? No, I got no beer. My beer was my beer was stolen from me by my wife. I'm very upset. I was really looking forward to a couple of beers tonight, but anyway. But you want to say it to her face? What about any box wine? No, trust me. I'll. I again, I got no fucks left to give. Getting, I love know. it. Oh man, you don't have any She'll liquor or box wine? No, I got nothing. I don't drink liquor, and no, she drank the box wine too. What are you some kind of pussy? <laughs> you know. So. I'm doing the old sober October. Oh yeah, yeah. Dry out a little bit. Very gotta good. Got to show it who's boss every once in a while. That's yeah. not. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, what's new? I don't know. I don't have that much going on either. I did want to make a recommendation. I know it's a movie podcast, but I just finished uh, on Peacock the Continental, the John Wick prequel. It's uh, yes, three part, uh, three part series. Each part's about an hour and a half long, so they're all movie length parts. And it's about how Winston got control of the Continental Hotel. Okay. okay. It takes place in like the <coughs> 70s, early 80s. And it's got all the action that John Wick has in it. So, like, the fight scenes and everything are all really cool. Um, great music, 70s and 80s, like early 80s music. I mean, any any TV show that the closing song is back in the New York group by Ace Frehley is top notch in my book. That's all I got to say. And that song was a perfect choice for the end of that show. So I would highly nice. recommend the continental. It's on Peacock. I was today years old when I learned that Ace Frehley had a solo career. Well, they all did. Ironically enough, I also watched role models today where they all dressed up as members of kiss. Yes. <laughs> kiss my Anthea. Yeah. I, I, I like that movie. It was I saw oh, it on Netflix. And I was like, movie. I'm gonna watch this again today. And oh I was like, no, it held that up. movie's a great. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will there was there was a period during their during their makeup career or the first round uh, where they all put out a solo album. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did not. And know Ace that. Frehley's was the only one that really took off. And back in the New York Groove was like the song right. that summer when that when those four albums came out. That was like the song. Dude can wail, man. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. I, I got nothing else really cooking right now. So yep. Eric. Mm, what's new with me? Um, I was watching a bunch of movies because I was uh as a clear one all week with not a whole lot to do. And none of them was this movie. I waited till today to watch this movie. Oh god. <laughs> what I watched um 
think I told you guys about uh, the Biosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is and, that? <clears throat> it's Pauly Shore's so, remake of Biodome. Yeah. This is this was cool. It was an indie movie. It was uh, I, I can never remember the guy's name, but he's in the league, and he's also in that weirdo horror movie where he like acts as a guy on a bench. R.J. Duplass. Duplass, that's the guy. Yeah, him and his best friend are the last two men on Earth. He plays Pete after, in the league, right? He plays Pete in the league. Yeah, that's correct. J, J. Duplass or Mark Duplass, Mark or Mark J. Duplass, Mark. One of one of those. One Mark, of the, one's J. a producer and one's an actor, <laughs> or one's a director. Oh, really? Yeah. Mark is the actor. So Mark okay. Duplass and then Jay is the pr- director producer, I think. Gotcha. So yeah, it's this it's a story about it's the last two men on earth. They live in this, you know, uh biosphere and it's just about their story. It's super fucking weird. It it's designed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's about like gender identity and sexuality and and friendship and hope and it's a very strange movie, but it was good. It was well cool. done. Um, nice. The other one I watched was the one that Doug was talking about that he said, I can't say I recommend this movie, but it's not terrible. And it was that John Hamm movie where he works in the office building and, yeah. and goes to that room. Yep. That uh, was weird. That was a weird movie. That was weird. That made me wish I brought my marijuana with me on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah. two hours of John Hamm talking in a super low voice, just narrating everything in a very strange way. I like the John big, Hamm. Big walrus mustache. Oh, yeah. Nice. That, was a, that was a weird one. Just yeah. watching a lot of weird movies. Other than that, uh, what's new, man? Nothing. I got band practice tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm, I just want I just want to let you know that I'm very excited that you're in a band. Thank you, man. This is going to be cool. I'm so, that means a lot to me, man. I'm so stoked. Like I haven't, you know, it's, it it just hasn't ever lined up correctly with people or time, you know, and, and I found some cats that are like my age with kids and, and, you know, it's important. Yeah. Not like college students. They all look older than you. It's because you look so damn good though. He really does. You know, Um, it's not fair. I'd totally smash. Why do you think I don't put the video of us up on YouTube? (laughs) Yeah, right. Trying to keep me for yourself. Well, like I'm the weakest link. That's the problem. No, it's true. I mean, I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, But thank you, man. Yeah, that means a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And uh, yeah, we're just getting ready for Halloween and decorating the house with all the bullshit and, um, you know, curating. I've got a gremlin trick or treating on my countertop, and in the bucket is uh, the Mogwai Gizmo, and he's covered in lollipops and shit. So that's how I spend my time as an almost forty-year-old man. You know, nice. that's what I'm all about, Joe. What's new with you? Uh, I watched some new stuff this week, but it's not necessarily new stuff, but but secondary carry-ons of things like uh, Loki's back for the season two. Oh, great yes. start to that one. Yeah. First episode was great. It was, it yeah. was really fun. I watched that today. Mm-hmm. Um, Our Flag Means Death season two is out now. Yeah, I got to um, get on Well, that. parts of it are out. There's a f- three or four episodes. It uh, mm-hmm. It's really good also. Um, I, I love that show. Like, The Gentleman Pirate. Oh, it's a great show. You know what that show is, right, Will? No. Oh, man, Will. You got you to gotta take the show out. <laughs> it's on Max. I have- I have been watching movies. So like, uh, I forgot to mention. Yeah. You you know um you watch Flight of the Concords? I did. No. You know Murray, the yeah. band director? Yeah, yeah. 
our band manager. He uh-huh. plays a pirate who is a British nobleman who decided to take his wealth and become a pirate, and he's the gentleman pirate. <laughs> he kills people with kindness. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's based on a true story. Yeah. Of a, really? of a nobleman who got bored with his life and went out and became a pirate. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's fucking uh, amazing. And then his whole crew is just a bunch of like this ragtag crew of people that have and like a lot of them are Game of Thrones actors, like the Christian Narn who played Hodor's in it. Yes. Um and the other the dude that was one of the um the people from Dorne is in it. Or no, yeah, he was he the uh, he was the chick Daenerys married, the guy Daenerys married. Right. I don't um, remember. Yeah. Yeah, but um and then of course Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. And he directs it. Uh and I think he writes it too. He's, that, he's definitely involved in it. Yeah. yeah, that period of history is so fucking fascinating to me. We mm-hmm. went to the we went to the pirate museum in the Bahamas. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Like the the way all of that yeah. actually functioned, and you'd probably like, enjoy this show. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> uh, I like uh, Leslie Jones' character. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, but uh. Uh, other than that, the other new show I've been watching is a continuation of The Boys, a spinoff called Gen V. That's also great. Uh, did you watch it? Not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. It's really good. But I really am going to, I say it's on the list, but I'm not bullshitting you. It really is on like the real list. Yeah, it's not, not on the, the, like I'm telling you I'm going to watch, but I'm never yeah, going yeah. to. It's the one I yeah. actually want to watch it. <laughs> In yeah. reality, there is no list. No, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. The fourth episode just came out of that one. I mean, um, it's like if the CW shows had balls. Yeah. It's, it's ah. like that. Because it's like the CW, like, young adult superhero shit, but... Well, with... did you watch The Boys, Will? Yes. I watched oh, the, yeah, first, yeah. The, the first and second season. So, basically, the way that the, the soups are created in the world is they're given, like, this compound V stuff. Right. Um, but a, a, a group of, like, kids was given this as, like, an experiment. And these are, like, the kids who have grown, grown up, and this is, like, the college they go to. Like to harness their powers and become like, oh, okay, yeah, All become right. superheroes. Nice. Um, it's like learn. the X Men with more fucking, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yes. That's what the X Men needed was more fucking. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh. uh, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I won't no, say you, it. No, Joe, don't say it. But but if you're if you have powers that are able to control people's blood, you can do some fun stuff. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. 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 Blood yeah. flow is important. Oh, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't need, need to take the, those pills anymore. That's direction for sure. of said blood flow. I mean, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dude, we, we watched... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. My bad. But I, I, I forgot about something that I actually... Well, I actually watched a fucking film, like, all the way through a new one. We watched that, uh, the the No One Will Save You. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen no. it yet. Was it good? It's, it's dope. Like, there's, like, five lines in the whole movie. Yeah. There's, there's no dialogue. Really? But this is the uh, the alien abduction yeah. kind of yeah. movie. Okay, it's fucking it's it's weird. See, I watched the trailer, and this is completely irrational, man. Like, I love horror movies. Most of them don't scare me. Something about alien movies freaks me out. I don't even believe in fucking aliens, but <laughs> the trailer for that movie was goddamn terrifying. I watched it with my wife, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, the the movie was not as terrifying as the trailer made it out to be but it, it was it's fucking it's intense man and i i don't know i found that i, I think i like the dialogueless movies because i was a big fan of a quiet place both of those yeah and this is along the lines and it, yeah it's it's good it's good i recommend yeah oh yeah well uh 
We are gathered today for a reason. We're going to talk about a spaceship that can travel any distance, really, in a split fucking second and has Jason Isaacs on it. So I hope you're ready to talk about Star Trek Discovery for the next four hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it, that, that's what this made me think of when I see Jason Isaacs in a ship that can basically jump anywhere through a, 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 a through a special type of drive. I mean, what else could that possibly be? No. Right. Right. Uh, I see where I, you're going. This is actually a movie that fucked me up as a teenager. Because uh, I, I realized it's '97 when this came out. Um, yeah. Also, I'm really pissed that we don't. I'll get into this trivia here in a second, uh, but there was this movie was originally supposed to be 130 minutes, and they they made him cut it down to 96, mm-hmm. and all that extra footage is missing. Like they can't find it. Like they were gonna make a director's cut of the full version, and like parts of it were found in a salt mine in Transylvania. Like stop it, stop playing. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like accurate. I'm like, are you like for serious? For serious. Like Paramount <laughs> lost all the extra footage from this movie, and like it's How just the randomly. Fuck did it end up in Transylvania? I don't know. It <laughs> randomly shows up here and there, and it's like the most insane fucking scenes of just torture and brutal. It, it's it's pre digital, so yeah. it's all VHS. Yeah. So that's why it hasn't survived. And okay, but it's like the, some faces of death Serbian film shit. Oh, dude, I'm with I'm with Will. Like I understand you know that it's antiquated but like who 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 was the like, studio house paramount yeah like if it, it showed up in a dude's garage i mean this is the 90s right. though. yeah you know i mean like, his uncle worked for the studio or whatever like sure i could you see think in the time. 90s they'd have better control over where their content goes yeah well i would assume it just goes to like an office somewhere <laughs> like a like a storage facility a salt mine in fucking transylvania yeah like, what but um have you read why why they rushed it oh yeah because of titanic yeah, because Titanic oh, wasn't going to be done in time, and they were freaking the fuck out. Yeah, and interesting. Like, yeah, and they were so like, another ship of horrors. Finish that. They're like yeah. we need a we need a movie about a ship of yeah, horrors. We need, we need a movie <laughs> fucking pronto. Um, although we haven't said the title yet, um, you could probably tell by looking at the fact that it's on your phone. Uh, we're doing the movie Event Horizon. Um, hey, which uh, originally this movie was going to be called something like The Distance of the Stars or some shit like that. And then they like thought, hmm. let's name this after like you know an actual scientific term of to describe a black hole like that can suck you across space and time. It's a way better name, I think. Um, yes. But uh, huh. this movie fucked me up when I was younger because like it's fucking horrifying at times. Because oh, definitely. It the way they described this was this script was originally written and given to the director. Um, Something Anderson, I can't remember his first name. Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul, yeah, W.S. Anderson. He, when he got the script, he didn't want to make Alien. Because he, he said, like, this looks like just a rewrite of Alien. Mm-hmm. So he decided to rewrite a lot of the script. And he said he wanted it to be more like The Shining than than Alien. He wanted a lot of mm-hmm. the things to be in your mind where you yeah. had to, like, they didn't really show you what was happening. You had to put two and two together and kind of, like, leave you in suspense. And so it became more of a thriller than an Alien movie. Because there's no actual aliens in this movie right it, right that makes sense it's more of a, a mind fuck um like you know it, it plays on people's fears and like their you know inability to see what's actually happening and i thought that was yeah. a that cool wasn't, concept that wasn't i mean you talked about the fact that it was 130 minutes long and they cut it down to 97 or whatever it is 
The reason they did that is because the studio was horrified oh, by yeah. what he made. It was so violent that <laughs> yep. they made him take all the violence and Not all the violence. Oh yeah, I mean it was like yeah. there was people like wrapped in barbed wire violence like, in this thing, like um, horrible violence. Yeah, yeah, and like and a snuff film level. Violence. He would he would record those parts in the weekends <laughs> so that way the executives weren't there watching what was going on. Yeah, and then like they, when he put him in the final cut, like they like no, no way, no one's gonna see this. Yeah, like it's some faces of death shit. Like there's like people yes. wrapped in barbed wire like covered in maggots like yeah. a dude's yeah. skin melting off like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think like, we made a better movie, movie this movie for me and I like this movie a lot you know right out of the gate just know that I like this movie but it also to me qualifies as a movie that I kind of wish if they were going to remake something they would remake dude. movies like this yeah Fucking 1,000 fucking percent. Like, I would love to see a modern remake of this film. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. in 2019, they did uh, greenlight a show for Amazon. I don't know if it ever ended up getting made or not, but it was supposed to be a series based on Event Horizon. Oh, shit. That'd, okay. be, That'd be pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I would fucking watch that. Yeah, because I remember... This is, this is like a, a really stoner premise for a movie. You know, that we're like, it's like, all right, man. Like, it's like Alien, <laughs> right? All right? And they're, you know... And we'll go through the story. I won't spoil the whole story, but there's a real big twist on your expectations of what this thing is. And uh, that's the moment where somebody like hit their third button. They're like, oh, but what if it was fucking not that, bro? Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I see where you're going. So as opposed to the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, coke fueled scripts. Yeah, this exactly. Was this is a, a weed field uh, script. A weed field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, the, the, the TV show is still in development, but they are coming out with an Amazon Event Horizon that series. Fucking, okay. That would be fucking sick, man. Nice. Yeah, that would be. Dude, I, I mean, I think it touches on a lot of shit that I've been to as far as like interdimensional shit and all that. Like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. that, that, yeah. So, yeah, the weed thing for sure. I wish I could smoke weed. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, sci-fi horror is my favorite genre of horror. Same, same. Like uh, that, cl followed closely by by like just terrible, gory '80s slasher shit. That's my second favorite genre. Yeah, yeah. horror. I dig it. I dig it all, man. But there, this this uh, this scratches like a unique kind of itch because it's a smart move. Like a lot of the physics they talk about in this movie are legit. Oh yeah. You know, when he when the characters are explaining how things work. All of that checks out like they did their homework um you know when it comes to like bending space and and you know traveling from one point to the other and all that like that's that's straight out of uh stephen hawking and all that stuff so sign um, right the enterprise project you familiar yeah. with that like yeah 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 yeah, yeah they're, they're they have working models of this shit now that like it actually looks plausible at this point like realistic. and if you think about like the time when this was made like the effects are pretty fucking decent. Dude, I said the same shit. My wife watched it with me and she was all like, oh, yeah, this is not hold up. This is, it's like, I mean, yeah. It's 97. Yeah, it's 1997, dude. I mean, it's all the shit floating in the corridor at the yeah. beginning. Yes. I mean, it, you know. Also, the, the ship has so many like references to like um, religion and like the, like, um, like um, hell. Uh, basically, like the whole ship itself is a giant crucifix. It's, right. It's um very based on a lot of the design is on the no the Notre Dame, um, c cathedral yes, itself. Inside, it's I love the set design. Yeah, absolutely love the set design in this movie. Didn't uh, they touch on like Dante? 
And there are a lot of like the layers yes, with yep. the thing spinning around and the, the rings of and all that shit. And the yeah. nine rings, rings of hell. Of hell absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which also looks like the inside of my washing machine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I was I was lucky enough to have my wife watch this with me, and she's great to watch movies with, especially stuff she's never seen before. And she was, you know, they show you the inside of the ship, and obviously the the drive and the design yeah. of it is so fucking like uh pinheady there's like yeah. spikes yes. everywhere and she, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. like who the fuck designed it like this like why is it so gothic looking it's a goddamn spaceship <laughs> yeah. but it looks yeah, incredible you know. like it looks so fucking cool she was like someone's gonna get um impaled on one of these Absolutely. later right i was like well yep. yeah, you know yeah no one ever gets impaled on one though i don't think they uh-huh. come close yeah could- uh, uh fucking when larry's fighting with the he gets like slammed on the wall. I don't know if he no, gets impaled. He doesn't get impaled. No. No. Okay. Right. No. But it's risky. It's risky. There's a lot of spikes, man. <laughs> I like that you call him Larry. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> should have, by God. Um. All right. So this movie takes place in the future. At this point, humanity has colonized the moon and other planets in the solar system, and they're trying starting to venture deeper and deeper into space. Um. It's supposed to take place in the year 2040, which isn't very far off now. <laughs> Uh, or right, no, it takes place in 2047. But right. in 2040, the Event Horizon ship itself was sent out on a secret mission. In 2015, we colonized the moon. I know, I saw that movie. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. It's like I don't remember that. Maybe it was Elon. Well, I mean, we're we're on the moon now, looking for water, but we yeah. haven't colonized it yet. Um, the ship disappeared without a trace beyond Neptune and the outer rim of the solar system. Um. This was considered to be the worst space disaster on record because they hadn't heard of Trump's Space Force by then. Damn. I thought you'd enjoy that one. Uh, all 18 members of the crew were, were, were um, missing and presumed to be dead. Um, however, in 2047, the ship suddenly reappeared. Uh, we start out like with this cool scene like um, of uh, Dr. William Weir living on a space station that's orbiting Earth, and, like, he's just basically having memories of his, his dead wife. Um, like, the whole, like, no eyes thing is creepy as fuck, too. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we get this cool shot of him, like, getting this call that he has to report to the station's dock, and it's like, it just shows out, like, at this point, this before this, we don't know he's on a space station. It zooms out of a window, and he's just standing there, like, it's in space, and, like, the way the camera spins and everything. It's just a really cool, cool shot. Would I read that... Thirty-three percent of the CG budget was budget was spent on that space station shot. Oh, really? <laughs> wow! Yeah, it looks good though. It does yeah, look really definitely. good. Um, we then get introduced to the rescue ship, the Lewis and Clark, which is a cool name for a uh, you know, yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, yep. going out yeah. like searching in the unknown. Uh, it's commanded by Captain Miller, played by one Lawrence Fishburne of Pee Wee Herman fame. Larry to his friends. I mean, he's been in a million other things, but I'm going to go with Pee Wee Herman. Cowboy Curtis. Yep. Uh, it's been dispatched on a secret mission, and Dr. Weir is going to come along with them. We're on the ship now, and Weir is trying to introduce himself to the captain and the crew, but there's, like, no time for, like, talk. They're getting ready to go into, like, hyper-fucking-hydro sleep, and, you know, all, you you come to find out, like, the they were on basically on vacation on shore leave when this happened, like, so, like, everyone's kind of pissed off at him to start with. Like, no one's really, like, trying to be nice to him at this point. Um... They all go put into stasis because it's going to be a uh, was it fifty six day journey ahead of them. Mm-hmm. 
And yes. um, there's going to be immense G-forces that would basically crush your bones if you weren't put into this hydrostasis on the on this flight to Neptune. Uh, while they're in this this like out like state, uh, Doctor Weir suddenly wakes up and his tank releases the water and he starts walking around the ship. Uh, he realizes he's the only person on the ship. Like everyone else is still in stasis. He's all alone. Um, and uh, as he makes his way up to the bridge, he uh, sees someone sitting in the chair in the ship, and it turns around and it's actually his wife sitting naked there. Um, and she turns around, but her eyes are missing from her sockets. Uh, it's a cool like, it's a cool like intro to what this movie is going to be about. Like, it's going to be about like facing your deepest darkest fears. Like, and this is just a taste. Uh, then we yeah. get the cool like, the cool twist scene where he actually wakes back up, still in his tank, and like he's getting let out by the crew. Um, and apparently that was just a nightmare he was having, and uh, he was released from his tank. Um, I am going to have a clip here soon. Um, this is going to talk a little bit about like what they're actually doing, you know, what the mission's going to be about and, you know, just getting to know the crew a little bit also of, of how they are. Did anybody have anything on those first couple, uh, sections there before I play this? I noticed, um, there was, there's a lot of attempts at jump scares in this movie. Was that like the first one where you get like the stinger, like the music stinger? Maybe, and like yeah. <laughs> a flash of light and then it's like oh is it you know yeah yes um interestingly There's... enough the music in this movie was done by a like a electronic group called orbital from europe that um worked the anderson on a previous film <clears throat> but they didn't trust them to fully do it so they actually hired a composer as well i can't remember his name to come in and the blend between the actual composition and electronic music created the kind of like the whole vibe of this movie oh, that's interesting why did you trust us enough to do the whole fucking movie, man? Yeah. Well, now, didn't want now to be dance. Just a Euro trip. Sorry, I was getting another uh, beer. Ah, yeah, show thanks, off. Joe. Yeah, I'm out of beer too. Doug, this one's, this one's for you. That's for me. Thank you so much. Mm. I'm going to get shit-faced for the sake of getting shit-faced tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have Postmates there, Doug? What? You don't have Postmates there? What the fuck is that? It's like a Uber Eats. Yeah, they'll bring you beer, bro. Oh, They're no, I know. Instacart. I mean, Uber Eats and DoorDash will bring me beer if I want it, but I am not paying extra for that shit. Yeah. I want it, but not that bad. <laughs> All right. I love that, man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to play our first clip of the night. All right, people, listen up. DJ. As you all know, we have an addition to our crew. Dr. Weir, are you care to join us? <laughs> Introductions all around. This is my XO, Lieutenant Stark. Mr. Justin, engineering. The funky spaceman over here is Mr. Cooper. What exactly is it you do on board this ship, Coop? Listen up, Doc. I'm your best friend, okay? I'm the lifesaver and the heartbreaker. He's a rescue technician. This is Peters, medical technician, and my pilot, Mr. Smith. The gloomy Gus in the corner over there, that's, uh... DJ. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now we all know each other. Skipper, I got a question. Sir. What the fuck are we doing way out of here? Oh, perhaps the good doctor will be kind enough to tell us. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I want to say how much I appreciate this opportunity to join you. And what yes, I... We're sure that you appreciate being here, doctor, but you must understand that we don't. We were taken off a well-deserved leave and sent into Neptune space. We are now three billion clicks from the nearest outpost. The last time USAC attempted a rescue this far past the outer reach, well, we lost both ships, so if you please. Right. 
well, everything I'm about to tell you is considered code black by the NSA. USAC intercepted a radio transmission from a decaying orbit around Neptune. The source of this transmission has been identified as the event horizon. Yeah. Well, that's bullshit. Start. Cooper, as you were. Let the man speak. What was made public about the event horizon that she was a deep space research vessel, that her reactor went critical, and that the ship blew up? None of that is true. The event horizon was the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. Uh, excuse me. You see, you can't actually do that. The law of relativity prohibits faster-than-light travel. Relativity, yes, we can't break the law of relativity. We can go around it. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. How? Well, it's, it's difficult to, it's all math. Try us, Doctor. Right, well, uh, using layman's terms, use a rotating magnetic field to focus a narrow beam of gravitons. These, in turn, fold space-time consistent with veil tensor dynamics until the space-time curvature becomes infinitely large and you produce a singularity. Now, a singularity... Layman's terms. Well, fuck layman's terms. Do you speak English? Um... Imagine for a minute that this piece of paper... No, excuse me. Uh, that's Vanessa and that's mine. Uh, attractive piece of paper represents space-time. And you want to get from point A here oh. to point B there. Now, what's the shortest distance between two points? A straight line. <laughs> Wrong. The shortest distance between two points is zero. And that's what the gateway does. It folds space so that point A and point B coexist in the same space and time. When the spacecraft passes through the gateway, space returns to normal. It's called a gravity drive. How do you know all this? I built it. Well, I can see why they sent you. So if the ship didn't blow up, then what happened? Well, the mission was going perfectly, like a textbook. They reached safe distance using conventional thrusters. All systems looked good. They had the go-ahead to use the gravity drive to open the gateway to Proxima Centauri. And then they just disappeared, vanished without a trace. Until now. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. Yeah. You know, Sam Neill is really good at explaining things to other characters in movies. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> Especially yes. if they're of dire importance. Yeah, I could listen to that all day. Yes, He's talking uh, about, like, uh, you know, how the Velociraptor claw splits you across the belly. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spilling your intestines. That was more Anthony Hopkins, but yeah. Well, that, uh, funny that you say that, because there's moments in this movie where I think I feel like he's doing an Anthony Hopkins impersonation. Like, mm. I, I, I get that vibe a lot from him in this movie. Like, he's doing, like a lot of uh, silence of the lambs in this yeah later on for yeah. sure oh my god yeah for sure Dang, can we just get this out of the way miller is totally a missionary only kind of guy <laughs> 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 but he's a fucking blast 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like the crew, like, because they seem like this ragtag group of, like, people who are like, come on, f- don't, f-. Oh, Cooper's also my favorite in this movie for some reason. Yeah. Um, And at the very end of this movie, like, I pulled the clip just because I love it so much, but he basically becomes the skateboard from the skateboard kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> he basically just does that. I pulled the clip because it's hilarious. I'm coming, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> what about when he asked the when he asked the other lady, "You want something big and black inside you?" Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! I, I almost pulled this that, line. Maybe uh, he's like, "How about you? You want coffee?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I think it's a really cool like concept of how it works because like you're basically folding space and time in order for two points to coexist at different you know spots, and that's basically forming a wormhole like, or a black hole type type situation which is which is a cool concept and like it's been explored a lot in like a bunch of like uh shows i watch on uh you know history channel and stuff oh, <laughs> Science channel. isn't that the uh the einstein rosen bridge like that whole concept of yeah using a wormhole to yeah basically just get from one point to another that's really far away and although for some reason i'd rather hear him explain it than natalie portman and fucking thor <laughs> <laughs> um but I do also have the continuation of this clip. I cut it there because I wanted to talk about it. But uh, we're going to listen to the audio transmission that's been recovered from the Event Horizon because this is fucking like pretty. This is a pretty uh, epic scene here. Now, we've been unable to verify live contact. The TDRS did receive this single transmission. The fucking hell is that? Listen to this. Houston passed same recording through several filters managed to isolate what appears to be a human voice not even sure if it qualifies as language latin what i think it sounds like latin can you translate it play it again Sounds like liberate me something. I don't know. I can't make out the rest. Liberate me. Save me. All right, Stacy speaking. Good job, Lorca. You know, context is for kings. That shit is funny, dude. It would have been better if it was like, we did recover this transmission and he played it for him. It was like, run, bitch! <laughs> well, we eating everybody in here. Yeah. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands because they're raping everyone out here. Which technically, they kind of were. We're going to get to that scene a little later, but like they actually hired porn stars for that scene. Oh, did really? Yeah, yes, there was genuine wow. sodomy going on in that scene. because the full the full clip, which is one of the big edits that was removed, is like hardcore, like amputee fucking and like like fucked up or amputee like, yeah. fucking. Like, wow, wait, what? And, like simulated <laughs> rape and talk about talk about talk about yeah, talk about throw the flag on that one. No, they had amputees, amputees fucking. They had amputees there because they were because you know they were some of the actors are missing limbs. Yeah. You don't really see it much in this version of it, but in you the see full it version, very little tiny bit. But yeah, so like gore, gory, like gore, 
Gorn. Yes. They call Gorn. 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 Yes. Like the lizard from Star Trek. Oh, dude. You know Gorn's a thing. Come the fuck on. It has to be a thing. Yeah. But, um, into Gorn. Yeah. They, 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 they brought everything to bear to get it right. He did. And ended up getting cut out. So. Yeah. Now, now, you as a listener who's never watched this movie, this has got to be confusing because <laughs> so far we're talking about a sci-fi movie, but we're also like mentioning amputee fucking. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, this, this is a weird one. Yeah. Don't knock it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Don't so, knock it. Don't knock it. I would, I, I mean, I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> Just, I mean, fucking curiosity yeah. yeah um so upon approaching this uh the the planet they um they try to like make contact with the event horizon and they're not getting any response um after this really like kind of for for no reason dramatic scene of them getting closer and closer to it without slowing down because their sensors are picking it up and it's like you're getting closer you're getting closer yeah. you're getting closer you're, oh fuck there it is hit reverse i mean like just trust the sensors and slow down ahead of time that was a little silly. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even pull that clip just because I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not giving this." Yeah. Like, there's no point for this. It's stupid. No, like that didn't bother me until just right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what happens on this show. You're like, "Wait a second. Yes. But yeah, the reveal of the ship enemy. was really cool when it first comes out of the clouds. Um, yeah, you know, they see the Very fucking the, Mel Brooks, the big event horizon <laughs> across the. Uh, oh, the I dig of- that. I love when that's revealed for the first time. Yeah, you name the ship name. It, it's fucking creepy as fuck too. Yeah. Um, they start scanning the ship and they find there's no sense of uh, life on well they find the artificial gravity has been turned off as well as the climate systems and they find no definitive traces of human life on board right and apparently and I couldn't find this there's a full X-wing on the event horizon oh, as they're scanning it really that scene it, it's like blended in with everything else but it's so dark. There's so many shadows that yeah. I could, I, I watched it about five times and I could not fucking find this thing, but apparently like, is it's this there. an Easter egg or is this yes, just it is. save they just, money? They, they, okay. Well, yeah, it could be, it could be a combination of both. Yeah. Cause you know? anytime you want to license something from star Wars, you're saving money. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> but apparently yeah. it's there, but I, I couldn't, I think you need to watch it in a dark room because it's a dark scene anyway. And unless your TV's got great backlighting, you can't see shit. It also reminds yeah. me of a Klingon ship for some reason, like from like, TOS. oh no, it definitely yeah. does. It's very yeah. fucking Klingon. Like yes. the uh, TKS. Um, yep. Oh, that was I think called like Lagana or something uh, like that. The yeah. Warbird looking thing. Well, not the yes, Warbird. They, yeah. they have another one. It's like the um, fuck. I'll remember later. It's but there's one that's like looks just like, like the this. transport the fucking troop carrier one. Yeah, like the bigger one. And mm-hmm. it looks. It has the long neck on it, just like this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they they decide. Well, we can't get any sensor readings. We're gonna have to get on board and check this fucker out. Can you get in close? Um, so they pull the uh, the ship up real close and like he's like. I'm just gonna park right the fuck here. Clamp onto that shit. That's not a load bearing structure. It is now. Yeah. I always like it is now as an answer, like a response to something. <laughs> like I find that to be a good response to things. Is there a more fucking Joe or Rourke? So. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is now. Exactly. That's not what it's made for. It is now. It is now. Um. So, uh, Captain Miller, uh, the engineer Justin, and the medical tech Peters are all gonna aboard the um. Hur- <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, but if I cough tonight, guys, um, my nose is is running like insanely a lot because allergies. COVID. 
Nope. Cocaine. I live in Florida. That doesn't exist here. Yes, Co- you're right. Cocaine exists in Florida. Oh, it is. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I, scared, man. I can't, can't even toot no more. It might be fentanyl. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I digress. Well, they board the Event Horizon in spacesuits, and they're going to start searching for sur- survivors. They enter via the, shame, the ship's main corridor, which is basically the neck of the ship. Um, and this separates the ship into two parts. Uh, the front part, which is the bridge and the flight control and everything, um, and the back part, which is engineering and the engine, like the big uh, drive itself. Um, this corridor has been lined with explosives as an emergency measure. If there's like a catastrophe, the ship can actually break in two, leaving the engine room behind with the uh, the gravity drive, and then the forward section can like be used as, as an escape vessel. Uh, while they're in the corridor, the team decides to split up, which is always a good thing to do when you're going into some crazy thing that's been abandoned in space for absolutely years. Mm-hmm. It's exactly mm-hmm. what you need to do, especially when you get like a cryptic message ahead of time about saving us. Um, in Latin, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Peter then like- proceeds to the bridge and uh, discovers a, um, a human corpse basically floating, mutilated and frozen. She calls it a corpse sickle. <laughs> Yes. Uh, both of the... <laughs> what? What? You were like, she calls it a corpsicle. Because I thought like, someone else is going to say something. <laughs> um, I got a corpsicle for you, pal. Hey, hey. It must be tiny because it's cold out. <laughs> um, it's always tiny. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, both eyes are gorged out of this corpsicle. she successfully starts to retrieve some of the onboard transmissions on a (laughs) cd-rom yes this was my favorite scene in the movie 2047 (laughs) yeah on a (laughs) cd-rom there's nothing better than dead technology in a movie about the future it's my favorite thing in the world (laughs) it's like the fax machine in back to the future too and um just as she's doing this uh justin enters the ship's gravity core uh where we get our first view of this like just insane fucking meat grinder looking like tube that goes to this like just chamber of doom <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. how better to call it than that it's a giant fucking like orb spinning with rings around it and spikes all over the walls and it just looks fucking cool. It looks like some. It looks like a like a heavy metal band should be like making a music like video in there. And that's all. That's all the director because in the original script it was supposed to be this smooth black ball. That was it. Oh no, I yeah. like the and the Paul W S Anderson. Who I mean, he so he he directed all the Resident Evil movies too. So like, okay. got a pedigree. Now they're all schlock. Just imagine shit, if like they're cool. If a Dream Theater song was a room. it's a good analogy yeah that's what it reminds me of um or or maybe like a tool video um from back in the day yeah 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 Yeah. Um, all i need is some little fucking claymation beast to pop out of a (laughs) place getting the fuck out of here uh so basically it's a metal orb it has rotating rings around it and a giant pool of liquid below it (laughs) sorry that's this coffee ain't gonna stop on this episode so i'm you know i'm possessed by something uh-oh. Um, upon entering the room, um, the lights all turn turning on, and the orb starts to open, and it reveals this like black liquid-like reflecting like surface. And uh, 
doing what you normally would do, you touch it. Like, you know, something mm-hmm. opens up. We're human. We can't help ourselves. I could help myself. No fucking way am I touching that. Nah, the shit I've touched yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah, it's like that's uh, that's the finger tongue dick scenario. Yeah, FTD. Yeah. FTD. Wait, what? Yeah, what? Uh, that's the order you touch. I mean, like, first thing you do is not, touch it with your finger. I'm, if the finger doesn't fall off, you like well, lick it next, and then all right, here we go. Look <laughs> at <laughs> the look on these first of all, faces. To give credit where credit's due, we didn't make this up. This is from Tom and Nan. Yeah, it's a, it's an old it's an old chestnut, the finger tongue dick yep. uh, theory. They got a couple acronyms. There's a T. There's the T and D, not natural. The FTD and then the SFT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's just great. being a guy, it's and that's because you're a BDM. You know, I mean, Howard Stern had a whole chapter in his first okay, book. Okay, about that I fact. might touch it, but I'm not sticking my dick in that thing. Why not? Know. You're a guy. You do it. Yeah, you fucking yeah. do it. Like I said, Howard Stern had a whole chapter. In, in his first book about the fact that you know the, the the chapter revolved around what's been pulled out of guys asses in hospital rooms <laughs> and the whole the whole idea behind it is that the reason these things are up guys asses is not maybe because they're gay it's just because they're guys because guys will do anything yep mm-hmm. like a guy will stick shit up his ass just because he's a guy not because of any other reason I mean, or I proclivity do. it's because he's a guy and that's why that thing's up his ass it's like FTD is because we're guys. Fuck that. I do Let's hear good things about the prostate. That's okay. true. Yes. Yep. And, if, and I you know, know good things about the prostate. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> and if you're in space, in the isolation, in the loneliness of space, and there's a floating pile of goo, yes. your dick's going in there. Because in space, yeah. no one can hear you stick your dick in something. Yeah, yeah, plot twist. Plot twist. If you, you go to a different dimension, depending on which appendage you stick into the goo ah. so it could have been a totally different fucking movie you know what i'm saying like if it, oh it, so it, you it, stick your dick in you go to heaven if baby bear had stuck his dick in the in the well that's the thing this all hey, the I mean, missing footage from this movie it's really about the justification of right. this evil presence because you know he was minding his own business this entity whatever you know the darkness yeah. and uh you know Guys, I, I just I had a level with it. <laughs> what is that? Sitting bizarre? there on my throne, made of bones, and a fucking dick comes at me out of nowhere. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I first have a shadow band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too sick to do my Satan voice. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Justin sticks his dick inside of it. Uh, and as oh, it does, baby bear. it completely sucks him in and he uh, ends up in urban air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumps on a trampoline for a little bit. Um, that's why they send Cooper to go rescue him. <laughs> um, as he gets pulled wow. out of the core by his tether, uh, a large fucking energy wave comes out with him. And basically blows up the Lewis and Clark. Blows a giant fucking hole in it, releasing all of its pressure out. Uh, and it's not fucking cool. Like, it's like, this thing just fucked up everything. And uh, he's completely catatonic and unresponsive. Um, at this point, uh, the, the the four crew manages to restore the climate systems and artificial gravity. Uh, which has this cool scene of, like, everything just falling. Like, all the, like, the 
blobs of liquid that are floating around the orb just all like turn to pure liquid and fall back down. Uh, the corpse sickle falls down on the floor and breaks <laughs> uh, into a bunch of pieces. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, and then that's where our next clip starts here. Dr. Weir. Well, I brought most primary systems online for now. Thank you. Stark, what's our status? The antennae array is completely fried. We've got no radio, no laser, no high gain. No one's coming to help us. This air tastes bad. Yeah, carbon dioxide, I know. It's building up with every breath we take. And the CO2 filters on the event horizon are shot. So we take the scrubbers from the Clark. That gives us what? Enough breathable air for 20 hours. But after that, we better be on our way home. Captain Miller, do you copy? Over. I copy, Mr. Smith. How's my ship? Sir, we've got a seven-meter fracture on the outer hull. Uh, we should be able to repair her, but it's going to take an awful lot of time, sir. Negative. 20 hours, we run out of air. Understood, sir. What happened here, Doctor? Okay. How is he? The vital side seems stable. But he's unresponsive to stimuli. I don't know. Might wake up in 15 minutes. Might not wake up at all. Look, Skipper, I know this shit sounds weird, but I mean, it was like nothing. And then Justin appeared in, in um, it was liquid, and the whole cord turns out. It's just not physically possible. Doctor, please, please, don't start in with that physics shit. I'm telling you, I saw it. It would mean the gateway was open. Well, then that's, and, that's it. That's and, the gateway and, was open. That's the gateway couldn't be open because the gravity drive wasn't activated. Look, I'm telling you what I saw, Doctor. So the can't fuck just up. Shut up by itself, Mister Cooper. You are out of line. Doctor, Mister Justin may die. Now I have to assume that whatever happened to him could happen to all of us. Mister Cooper says he saw something. I believe he saw something. I need an explanation. Maybe he saw an optical effect caused by gravitational distortion. An optical effect? That's fucking poor. Where, where the fuck is Cooper? Cooper? Sorry. All right. Gravitational distortion. What could create that, Doctor? If somehow a burst of gravity waves escape from the core, it could distort space-time. It could make Justin seem to disappear. It could also have damaged the Lewis and Clark. However, I think this is entirely unlikely. What's in the core, Doctor? It's complicated. Well, how much time do you need? We have 17 hours and 48 minutes. What's in the core? This is the gateway. Now, these three magnetic rings, when they align, it creates an artificial black hole, which allows the ship to travel to any point in space. Black hole, the most destructive force in the universe. And you've created one. Absolutely, yes, because we can use that immense power to bend space time. Look, it would take the Lewis and Clark a thousand years to reach our nearest star. But the event horizon could be there in a day. If it worked. You can come down, it's perfectly safe.
So if Mr. Justin was sucked through your gateway, he could have gone wherever the event horizon's been? Theoretically, yes, but as I told you before, a gateway can't just open by itself. I see. Lieutenant, I want this room sealed off. Second containment from here on in is off limits. Yes, sir. Captain, there's no danger. The gateway's contained behind three magnetic fields. It's perfectly safe. Safe? Doctor, my ship is in pieces and one of my crewmen may not make it home alive. No one else goes near this thing. Now at this point, I, I question like um, where's uh, you know defense of the ship. I, I wonder because I know at some point it becomes where he is actively like fighting to like keep them on the ship. Yeah, but I, I don't know like what point that that hits. That is that his goal from the beginning to get here and like basically feed the ship is like, or is his no. goal like no. does that happen as he's on the ship? I think it's initially it's just the arrogance that you know he's the only one who understands this he's shit. He's the creator. That, yeah, he made okay. Because that's what I was thinking, but then like the skeptic inside was like, well, maybe like this has been like the thing the whole time. Like this ship, like when he first built it, it something like well, possessed him, and like I would think that because of his hubris, he is the most easily susceptible to the possession. Uh-huh. Because yeah. he he also has the most understanding because he created it, but just because I mean he, you, you get the, you definitely get the vibe that he's very impressed with himself that he did this. Like, I, and, I also and, wonder because of the fact that he created it, like the fucking creepy ass gothic fucking like meat grinder shit doesn't affect him because he knows that's there already. Like everyone else like well, seen the shit for the first time. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's convinced himself, especially in the beginning, that nothing could go wrong he he's not lying to them yeah. when he says that it's perfectly safe he believes that at this point yeah and that allows him to become the the possessed because he's again he's the most susceptible to that because he believes everything's fine yeah, yeah. see i always i mean i always thought i mean look at it backwards maybe he's projecting i don't know i think the thing fed off of him maybe. okay I don't know why that always that's kind of always thought you know what I mean like he, he was the fucking mastermind behind it and his like it fed off of his energy like for whatever reason like hmm. it was I don't know maybe I'm well like off base the part where he's arguing like with Cooper fire, so like he's like there's no way possible you must be delusional but I mean something had to have happened because a fucking massive burst came out of the thing that ripped the ship apart like he can't deny that something happened but he can't well, ex- Wait. Yeah, again, but he he still convinced there's no way it could be his ship that did it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, something else. Like his thing, like the the whatever the entity is, I think fucking latched onto him because of you know they mentioned that he's so racked with guilt yeah. about his wife's well later on. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like that. The yeah, but thing, the thing was feeding off of him, and then it, then it just played on everybody's. I guess so. we keep calling it a thing and an entity. It's a fucking gateway to hell. Yeah. Oh, that's what this whole thing is. It's a fucking true. gateway to hell. It's yeah. it's Satan himself who's controlling this whole fucking ah, thing. I mean, but it well, I mean, the ship's All right, guys. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's out of the bag. 
Are we are we talking like like fucking I, Satan sh- Satan or like tenacious D Satan? No, yeah, I'm talking it's, about it's, the fucking Prince of Darkness, baby. Like that's what you. this is. It's a gateway to hell. It's like because you always in in mythology and and in the in the Bible and and anybody who believes in heaven and hell. When you say heaven, you point up. We say hell, you point down. But we know there's nothing up there and there's nothing down there. So why wouldn't the gateway to hell be a fucking interdimensional portal? Why couldn't a wormhole? Because you're 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 breaking the laws of everything by folding two, you know, by folding space and making two points in space and time the same for a second to get through it. Douglas, what goes you, on you in between that? The there's still an in between. <laughs> nothing, nothing becomes one. There's still an in between. And in in between is where fucking hell is, and th- and the ship passed through hell. That's why it yeah. disappeared. That's why they're talking Latin. No, no, that's not no, what they're no, talking the Latin. Guy sp- the guy spoke Latin to begin with. Yeah, the captain. The, the captain like does that before they even go. No, I understand it, but he spoke Latin, so he comes from a religious background. He he was raised Catholic. You don't learn Latin unless you're raised Catholic, or so- unless you're a total douchebag. Okay. But I got to assume that the guy was raised Catholic, went to Catholic. He, he reminds me of like going back to Biodome. He reminds me of the fucking Faulkner character from Biodome, where he's like trying okay. to show off and act like I'm the big dick who runs this place. Right. Like, but he learned the Latin. So he didn't. I, I, that's my vibe. He's a religious person, or he was raised Catholic. And in Catholic school, when back in the day, you learned Latin. I mean, my dad learned Doug, Latin. Douglas again is correct. We <laughs> began sodomizing him, and the Latin. Yes. Just- Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's not I it's not a ghost story. This is a fucking like exorcist hell story to me. Yeah, and and it's kind of what I meant like when I called this a weed movie cuz you know up until this point it's a science fiction picture and right. when when you realize that the portal is actually a portal to like the western sort of idea of, of hell um that's when it becomes a horror picture and it's very you know there's all the torture and the blood and the fucking you know it's right. it's and yeah it's, so it's, that's where the whole the whole connection to the rings of hell yeah. and another thing i don't know if you guys are familiar with this this medieval uh illustrator and painter hieronymus bosch you mm-hmm. probably know his fucking drawings because they're fucked i'm sure up. Uh-huh. It is basically yeah. like realistic portrayals of hell and the shit that goes on in hell. And there's people fucking in these things, in these pictures, yeah. and paintings, and everything. Oh yeah. The story is based on a lot of his artwork as well. About okay. And and, and again, going back to what you mentioned earlier, Will, about Dante's Inferno, about the rings of hell. The rings are represented by the different areas of the ship as well. Yeah. With with the with the core being at the center of it. So there's definitely a lot of inference to to Well the core is all the way at the very back. The what? The core is at the very back of the ship. Yeah, but it's still it's still everything centers from that and it's like the deepest ring of hell. It's like that's where you know like Yeah. The Prince of Darkness is hanging out. By the way, Prince of Darkness, I can't believe I didn't pick that movie. I do I I'm happy I picked American Whale from London, but Prince of Darkness is one of the most underrated scariest fuck horror movies ever made yeah john carpenter at his best well i think this is actually a good time for us to take our first break of the night and my uh, bladder thanks you we will see you on the next one hi friend Uh, this is eric babone and i'm here to talk to you about art of eric babone that's what i do you may be familiar with some of my work um you know i've drawn some weird shit for tom and dan semantics just generally for people around town or you might be familiar with 
my work from this show where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time. You can make weird fucking commission requests. That's right. Hit me up. Uh, visit artofericpabone.com or find me on social media at Art of Eric Pabone, and I would be happy to, for money, of course, draw anything your twisted heart desires. Again, that's artofericpabone.com. <laughs>